Wonderful, special the cross. Once again, good morning. Welcome to the Bible Baptist Church. Welcome to our fourth 
and last Sunday's morning service for the month of September, which is our Thanksgiving month, and we are moving forward to our 64th year of existence. And we need to pray for God's guidance, protection, and provision. Okay? So I would like to know if we have first-time visitors here. If this is your first time to be in the Bible Baptist Church, Guerrero Church, kindly raise your right hand, please. Or left hand. Any first-timers? So, none. Wala. Okay? And also, uh, for those who are with us through the live streaming, if this is your first time to join us electronically, uh, welcome to the Bible Baptist Church. We are here in Davao City, in the island of Mindanao, the Philippines. And uh, PST time, Philippine Standard Time, or GMT plus 8 in terms of time zone. So uh, we're happy that you are there. And we're praying for you, especially if you are not yet a saved person. We're praying for the salvation of your souls and your family as well. Allow me to give you the, uh, the celebrants having their... Uh, birthdays today, next three days, and those having the wedding anniversaries. Well, they have wedding anniversaries the following days. But for the birthday celebrants today, it's the birthday of Brother Jomar Malbino, ato ang uh, missionary sa Turil, and also uh, Sister Joyce Liberato. Ano Sister Joyce Liberato? Wala pa, okay. And also today is the birthday of Marco Miguel Balila. Okay, so if you are there watching, happy birthday to all of you. And this coming Tuesday, birthday of Brother Johnson de Jesus. Okay, and also uh, Leonora Briones, Arabila Nazir, Anika Lu Simaringa, and also Michael Manubag Advance. Happy birthday to all of you. And may the Lord will continue to... Bless your life, uh, giving you good health, provision, and protection as well. Allow me to give you the announcement for today. First, uh, congratulations to the newlywed couple, Brother Jetro and Sister uh, Precious Izon Fernandez. A big round of applause, as Brother Jetro said. Okay, so I pray that God will continue to bless your life and use you mightily for his honor and for his glory. FYI, for information, extended MGCQ Gihapunta with uh, 301,000 uh, virus cases, active 63,000 death have reached to a high as 5,284. And that is uh, as of yesterday. Worldwide, it has reached 32, 000, 32 million plus virus cases. Let's continue to pray for uh, our situation about this pandemic. And uh, praise God, the first batch of doctors had done their board exams uh, last week and so far it was good. And IETF said that if the first batch of doctors exam would be in order, so the next batch would do their board exam this coming November. I think November 10, 11. If I got it right, so let's continue to pray for them. All other professionals, they're going to do the board exam next year. That includes other medical professionals like the dentists and the nurses, the med tech, the rad techs, mga engineers, siguro, mga accountants, and other professionals. So let's continue to pray for our 
uh, professionals who are about to take the board exam uh, this coming November and also next year. Also, let's pray for the ongoing construction of Baganga Bible Baptist Church. Tonight, uh, the church will show you the, the progress. Nagbuhos na sila the other day sa Baganga. It's a two-story building, one of the best buildings uh, for the Bible Baptist Church Guerrero. And also, our campsite, okay, the progress. So, the board of directors together with our pastor was there uh, uh, last Thursday, and we're so excited having those uh, almost completed buildings. And by the grace of God, tung mga cottages, four of them will be uh, completed. Bless nato, and then followed by the other buildings. We do it progressively due to financial constraint. But thank you so much for your support. God is good, providing us with resources to make things happen. This is for our very own church and for our children and children's children in the future. Okay? Let's continue to pray for good health each and everyone, especially Brother June Batao, ato ang mga seafarers, ang mga seaman, uh, frontliners, and the sick ones as well. So, Children's Hour uploaded every 4 o'clock in the afternoon, still up and running. And also, the audio sermon of the late Pastor Shant, Pastor Ingay, is still there. Uh, sermonaudio.com slash BBC. And uh, there's also a link in our Facebook page to go directly or indirectly to that uh, audio sermons. No changes whatsoever in all our Sundays and Wednesday services, except that for the main service, we'll do it a little bit early instead of 9.30, 9.20, And also, for those who are not aware, we have a reservation, seat reservation before coming here physically in the church. Okay, so it's in our Facebook page, and you can find also the guidelines out there that includes the uh, uh, not only the reservation but also the health declaration information required as per government directives. If you have concerns, you can call our church number or Pastor Ingay two mobile numbers. You can also drop a message uh, in our Facebook page or email, uh, Pastor Ingay. Uh, whatever it might be, uh, the church would uh, take care of your concern. Again, don't forget to read the Bible. We have until 11.59, December 31, to complete the Bible reading. And we are commanded by God, Second Timothy 2.15, study. It's a command verb. Study. Study, Gilka. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Word of God for this morning is Philippians 4.19. The Bible says, But my God, our God, shall supply all your need, not some few many, all your need, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Praise God for this wonderful verse. At this time, let's all rise once again. For our congregational singing, Brother Mark, please. Okay, let's sing the song, Near the Cross, song number 140. Near the cross, all together, verse 1, sing. 
wounds to see the pain written on your face bearing the awesome weight of sin every bitter thought every evil deed crowding your blood stained brown this the part this the power of the cross Christ became Christ became sin for us to the blame for the wrath we stand forgiven Wonderful and beautiful song, gracefully sung. Thank you so much. I was touched. I felt like I'm in heaven right now, hearing the angels singing 
uh, doxology songs and praises to our Holy God. Time check is about 10 minutes before the hour of 10. We are on time in terms of time management. Uh, let's prepare our Bibles, our hearts, and our minds. And without much ado, we would like to call our pastor, Reverend Simu Binga, to preach to us the very word of God. Hello. Thank you, Sir Greg. And also, thank you for the specials this morning. Um, plus, last Tuesday, uh, we had a wedding here. And I uh, would like to, again, since we do not have the uh, copies of the beam, uh, we'd like to congratulate again Brother Jetro and uh, Sister Precious. Where's Sister Precious here? Hola. Okay, so uh, congratulations. Give them a hand, please. <clears throat> also, our best wishes to another new couple. Um, they were married last September 16. Brother Marvin and Jeanette Tata, they're watching, so uh, big, big hand for them, please. <clears throat> I have a few next in line uh, to schedule. Without, uh, so we're happy to be in the Lord today. I, we received a uh, message from the Makabakyaos that their pastor, Pastor Tim Karai, is uh, sick, so I don't know what kind of sickness, but he needs our prayer. Uh, Reverend uh, Artemio Karai, he is a graduate of our school here, and the pastor of the Bible Baptist Church, Pulumulok. Let's be praying for Pastor Tim. Your Bible, please. <clears throat> you notice that our specials are all about the cross. The cross. In Luke chapter 23, kindly rise this time. We are going to read verse 26 and 27 and then we'll uh, jump into verse 32 to 49. Luke 23, 26, 27. Then uh, Luke Sutasa, verses 32 to 49. Luke 23 in your Bible, please. Verse number 26, 27, and then jump into verse 32. Let us read this all together, please. And as they led him away, they laid hold upon a Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country, and who they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. And after there followed him a great company of people and of women which also bewailed and lamented. Verse 32. And there were also two other male factors led with him to be put to death. When they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the male factors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his garment and cast lots. 
And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the male factors which were hung railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost thou not fear God? seeing thou art in the same condemnation. And we indeed justly, we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness all over the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, was rent in the midst. When Jesus had received with a loud voice, said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit, commit my spirit. Now when the centurion saw that was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. And all the people that came together to that site, beholding the things which were done, smote their breast and returned. Verse 49 last. And all his acquaintance and the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar off, beholding these things. Remain standing, please, for prayer. Heavenly Father, once again, we are reminded of what took place, what transpired during the crucifixion of your Son, Jesus Christ. May the words that we hear today would rekindle the fire, our commitment, our devotion, our love to the one who died for us. Thank you for your great love to us. And may this message open minds and hearts of many people watching us or maybe watching later. Use this message, Lord, this sermon to show people the love of God, how much you love them, how much you care for their souls, and that there is salvation in Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray today. Cover us with your blood. Amen and amen. Kindly be seated <clears throat> this morning. The cross, I'm speaking a subject entitled, The Cross Upon Which Jesus Died. Song says, The cross upon which Jesus died is a shelter in which we can hide. And its grace so free is sufficient for me. And deep it is fountain as wide as the sea. 
There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you. Before Jesus, the cross was actually despised. A symbol of the worst kind of cruelty and horrific barbarity imaginable. Its sole purpose was to execute offenders in the most hideous. By the way, the word hideous means ugly or disgusting to look at. The most hideous or protracted. Protracted means lasting for a long uh, a time, longer than expected. Reducing the great, greatest amount of pain and, and agony over an extended time. Many criminals hung for days and even a week before the ordeal. To which now was added thirst and starvation and delirium and finally prevailed in death. Victims were executed publicly and open left upon the cross until their bodies literally rotted away as a, a, nasty, a ghastly sign to warn all who passed by. Ghastly means causing great horror or fear. Most sensitive people would not even look at the cross or mention it in conversation. Such was the terror and shame it evoked. The word evoke means bring or recall to conscious mind. Cicero, the Roman lawyer and senator, referred to it as most extreme form of punishment. Most extreme form of punishment. He called it atrociously cruel. Atrocious means horrifyingly wicked. Now, not only in the physical pain it inflicts, but equally in the humiliation it brings the man crucified. It was the most shameful way of humiliating someone. He said the very word cross, Cicero said, should be far removed, not only from the person of a Roman citizen, but from his thoughts, his eyes, and his ears. For it is not merely the actual occurrence of these things, but the very mention of them that is unworthy. The cross. The cross. It is unworthy of a Roman citizen or a free man. That is how the cross was considered, I say, before Jesus. But after Jesus, after Jesus, the cross became the symbol of unconditional love. Unconditional love. Amen. Such sacrifice and forgiveness that it came to represent the whole Christian faith. It went from an article of shame to reproach. And, uh, uh, from article of shame and reproach to, uh, to pride and praise among the faithful. Where once people might not speak of it. Christ's followers like Paul would proclaim in Galatians 6, verse number 14. But God forbid, he says, that I should glory, 
saved, he says, in the cross, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? People used to claim it as a symbol of shame. That they don't even try to look at it or mention the name cross. But Paul lifted up the cross. And with great pride as a child of God. He says, but God forbid that I should glory except or saved in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because the cross is the most humble way of demonstrating, of showing the love of God for sinners. Jesus brought chains to the cross from being despised to boasting, from shameful to wonderful. Far more happening here than just a crucifixion. It was once a battle scene, a judgment seat, a sacrificial altar, a vehicle of love, all in one. There are four major thoughts that we want to see about the cross upon which Jesus died. First of all, the cross shows how terrible sin has ruined us humans. How terrible sin has ruined us human beings. Man's life has been ruined by sin. In, in the book of Romans 3 verse number 23... Romans 3 verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that includes you and me. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In Romans 5 verse number 12. Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world. And death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, the Bible says, for all, for all have seen. Acts chapter 2, verse number 23. See, Jesus was crucified by wicked hands. It was sin that actually brought Jesus Christ down to be crucified. In Acts, 2, Acts chapter 2, verse number 23, Jesus was crucified by wicked hands. Him being, the Bible says, delivered by the determinate counsel, meaning his determined purpose. God has planned the death of Jesus Christ, said him being delivered by the determinate counsel of God, his determined purpose. And for knowledge of God, ye have taken, Peter said, to the same people that crucified the Lord. He pointed his hand on them, his finger on them. He said, ye have he had crucified and by wicked hands have crucified him. It was wicked hands that took him and, and crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. Down through history, wicked men have done some terrible things. Like, like uh, people, they, they killed innocent women. They killed innocent children. Tortured people for pleasure. And resorted to cannibalism. And... And, and other evil, too disgusting to mention here this morning. But never has the human race acted so wickedly when they crucified the Lord of glory and mocked him while he was hanging on that cross. Yes, it was wicked hands that, that <clears throat> crucified him. Jesus was truly innocent. 
He was undefiled. Hebrews 7 verse 26. Hebrews 7 verse 26 says, For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. In 1 Peter 2 verse number 22. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 22. Who did no sin. That is Jesus. Who did no sin. Referring to all people. He says for all have sinned. But there was one. That did not commit any kind of sin. Who did no sin. Neither was God found in his mouth. Who committed no sin. Simply means committed no sin. Nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Yes we believe on that. Hebrews 4 verse number 15. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. But was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Yes Jesus. The Bible repeatedly states that Jesus was without sin. Why did Jesus need to be without sin? That's the question. Why did he need to be without sin? The Bible says that the wages of sin is dead. Romans 6.23 The soul that, the Bible says, the soul that sinned, it shall die. Jesus had been guilty. If he had been guilty of sin, he would have been required to die for his own sin. He would have been required to die for his own sins. And uh, now it was essential, it was needed, if he be sinless, that he be, be, he be sinless in order to be the sacrifice for our sins. First John 3 verse number 5. And you know that he was manifested to take away sins. In him, the Bible says, is no sin. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse number 21, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, <clears throat> that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. First Peter 1, verse 18 and 19, We were redeemed with, precious, with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. I say this, So the sinlessness of Jesus... The sinlessness of Jesus was essential to your salvation and my salvation. Let us look at the statements of Jesus' innocence at the crucifixion. Looking at the record, the account of Luke, in Luke chapter 23, we find that Jesus Christ was innocent. Jesus died as though he, was, he were a criminal. <clears throat> The Jewish leader accused him of many sins. Yet we have seen that he was actually, based on what we have read today, he was actually innocent. We will focus on the record of, of Dr. Luke. This truth is especially impressive when we consider the statements of the people who were primarily responsible for Jesus' death. They were there. Matthew 27 Verse 14, Judas betrayed Jesus. But you know what? Later he said he betrayed innocent blood. In John chapter 18, verse 38, John chapter 19, verse 4, verse number 6, John 18, 38, 
John 19 verse 4, John 19 verse 6, Pilate was the Roman governor. He was the Roman governor responsible for the trial of Jesus. Yet three times, listen to this, three times he said that he found no faults in Jesus. Matthew 27 verse number 24, Pilate washed his hands saying, Jesus was a just person. In Luke 23 verse 15, Pilate sent Jesus to Herod for a hearing. Examine him. Later Pilate said, Herod found nothing worthy of death is unto him. In Luke 23 verse 47, the centurion, he was the Roman officer in charge of the peace and order, so to speak, in that crucifixion. The centurion in charge of the crucifixion declared that Jesus was a righteous man. Enemies of the gospel have often accused Jesus of being a criminal, of being evil. But the people at his trial listened to this. For who had no reason to be privy to this one way or the other, repeatedly acknowledged that Jesus was innocent without that innocence Without that innocence, listen to me, you and I could not be saved. For the single amount of sin on Jesus Christ, you and I could not be saved. Thank God he was perfect. He had no sin. He's the right sacrifice for our sins. Number two, the cross shows God's dreadful judgment against sin. In Romans 3.23, for all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 The wages of sin is death. He died in our behalf. This And come short of the glory of God. And this simply means that none of us is perfect. That each of us has faults, has sin that will never stand up. Compared to the purity of God, it can never stand. It means that no matter how we try, what, uh, what we try to do, it will never stand. It will never uh, cope the, the standard of God's perfection. We were sinners in the sight that we have failed and come short of the glory of God. But the good news for us today is this, that there is one who was willing to stand for all of us. Someone who took everything against us and then nailing them to his cross. That means he's dead. There is one who was willing to defeat death in our behalf. Someone who was able to defeat hell in our behalf. And the grave to the cross of Calvary. There is one who provided a way that we have a chance to be in heaven forever. Thank God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Yes, there is a gift that God gives to us. But it is all through Jesus Christ our Lord. This verse gives us the assurance that each of us deserves death. Because it is the payment for sin. And there is not one thing that any of us can do to pay the debt. That because of, we have sinned against God. However, look at the love. We can look at the mercy God has given us. The Bible says he has a gift. God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten son. Not of works, but by faith. It is the gift of God, the Bible says. God has a gift. 
a gift that not none that not that none of us could give. But we had to be given this gift by God Himself. It is through the gift of Jesus Christ's death on the cross that we can obtain eternal life forever. The Bible says in Romans 5 verse number 8, But God commanded His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yes, Christ died for us. Amen. God knew that we would need a way to, to build a bridge between us and God. He is a pure God. He cannot be in the presence of sin. There must be something, some, somebody, something that will act as the bridge between us and God. He cannot be in the presence of sin. He is a pure God. It is because of sin, our failure, because we were so deceived in believing the lies of the enemy, the devil, that we fell away from the love of God and perfect relationship the, and the perfect relationship he had planned for us and him. The Bible says in Romans 10, verse number 9 and 10. Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, <clears throat> and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Friend, maybe you're listening today. This is the choice that each of us has to make today. If there was ever one thing that anyone who has gone to heaven could tell us, one thing that they could say to us, it would be to tell you and me, the choice of Jesus is worth it. If each one of them could only describe and tell us something about where where they are today, about their life today, they would gladly tell us choosing Jesus is worth it. All worth for us. My dear friend, yes, if you were to die today without Jesus Christ as your Savior, your eternity would be decided immediately. And that would be an eternity in a place called hell. Number three, the cross shows God's love toward sinners. Every time you recall about the cross, every time you remember the cross, you look at the cross as recorded in the word of God. As Charles Wesley put it in his great hymn, Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Amazing love, how can it be? Oh, it is amazing still today. We could never understand how God would, would leave his throne and live here to be despised just to die for you and me. Someone has described that if you were the only person living, Jesus Christ on this earth, Jesus Christ would still willingly come down to die for you. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? That is the only explanation for why Jesus did, for why Jesus did what he did. If he had stood his rights, he would have said they deserve what they, 
that they're going to have. Whatever is coming for them, referring to the lake of fire, they deserve it. Let them pay for their own sin. Why should I have to suffer in their place? Why? Thank God he drank the cup of God's wrath because of his unfathomable love. Yes, he went to the cross. He was despised because he loves you and me. That love is seen in that what is in, in, in what is called Christ's first word from the cross. You know what he says? The first words that came from his mouth on that cross says, Father, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We ask ourselves, how does the cross show us love? In Isaiah 49 verse 16 says, God loves you so much that he engraved, remember this, engraved your name in the palms of his hand. Isaiah, the Bible says, 49 verse 16, Behold, I have grieven thee upon the palms of my hands. Can you imagine? Thy walls are continually upon me. Matthew 10 verse 30 says, He loves you so much that he knows how many hairs are, your, are, are on your head. In Psalm 56 verse 8, it says, He loves you so much that he, 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 um, he saves your tears in a battle. The, the verses, thou tellest my wanderings, thou put my thirst, my, my tears, I mean, in thy battle. And they, and they not, are they not in thy book? Yes, he keeps record of our sufferings, of our, of our weeping. Jeremiah 31 verse number 3 says, he loves you with an everlasting love. God's love is very personal towards you. It doesn't matter what you've been. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what, the, what you have experienced. God loves you. Amen. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you have thought about yourself or what other people may have said about you. God loves you. That is what God says about, about you. Something he says about you in Isaiah 43 verse 4. Isaiah 43 verse 4. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable. I have loved thee, therefore I will give men for thee and people for thy life. Isn't that amazing, an amazing thing? Most open the Bible attempts to express God's love. It makes, always you will find a straight line for the cross of Jesus Christ. The cross is God's statement on just how much he loves you. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When you think of how great that love is. When you think of the immensity of immensity, I mean of God's love, the first thing that the Bible asks us to do is to consider the price. The price that was paid. Lastly, the cross shows Jesus Christ is the only Savior for sinners. When you go to the cross, you find that God has only one way to save us. 
And that way is Jesus Christ. When you go to the cross, it will tell us that it is not religion, it is not church, it is not good works. It is the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. The cross shows us that Jesus Christ is the only hope. Jesus Christ is the only way. Jesus Christ is the only Savior for sinners. The writer Luke wants every eye to be focused on the marvelous person of Jesus Christ. Just consider in our text today the titles that, that the enemies mockingly thrown at Jesus Christ. They may have, they may have used it to uh, make fun of Jesus, but they were true. Even though those people did not believe a thing on it. Let us, let us see. In Luke 23 verse number 35, they call him the Christ. The chosen of God. In verse number 35, they said there, the people stood beholding, the rulers also with them derided him saying, he saved others, let him save if he be the Christ, they said. The chosen of God. There are two names. That they use of Jesus Christ. If he be the Christ, the chosen of God. Look at verse number 38 and 37. The king of the Jews. Verse number 38, 37. I mean 38, 37, 38. And saying, if thou be the king, they said of the Jews. Save thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. He is the righteous one. I mean the innocent man. Look at verse 47. Saying if thou be the Christ. If thou be the king of the Jews. Save thyself. King of the Jews. Be be the righteous one. And, and then. Look at this in verse 41. From coming from one of the thieves on the cross. Verse number 41. We indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our this, but this man hath done nothing amiss. Take note of these five contrasts about the person of Jesus Christ as he hangs on that cross. As he hangs on that cross, we say, Jesus was truly, he was fully human, yet fully divine. Looking at the contrast here, we say that he, yes, he was fully human, yet fully divine. As a man, Jesus was so weak from his night in the garden. He was so weak in his scourging. They opened his box with laceration. Blood were flowing out of his entire body. They had so humiliated him. They boxed him. They slapped him on the face. They did everything. He was so weak. He could not even bear his own cross. They had to call someone to bear the cross because he was so weak. His terrible suffering on the cross shows... His full humanity. 
he felt the same agony that two thieves did. Look at his emotions. He felt the pain of mockery. He felt the disappointment of his disciples' fearful defection. They left him. None of them stayed except John, the beloved. Peter followed him. Yes, but he followed him afar off. Most of them deserted him. They left him. They abandoned him. He felt the disappointment over that. As a man, Jesus entrusted his soul to God at the point of death. Just as he had trusted the Father throughout his earthly life. He was fully human. Yes. And yet the fact that, look at this. Creation groaned with the power of the sun being darkened. Can you imagine? The entire creation sympathized with him. But as a result, there was darkness all over the land that shows that this was no mere man who hung on that cross. Amen. Luke 23, 44, 45. It was about the sixth hour, meaning 12 o'clock. There was darkness all over all the earth until the ninth hour. For three hours, there was entire darkness. Yes. They crucified him and the sun being darkened and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. His death fulfilled David's prophecy in, in Psalm 22 verse 18 about the soldiers casting lots and dividing his garments among them. Yes, he was the Christ. If thou be the Christ, the chosen of God. Yes, we say he is the Christ of God. The chosen one. The promised king of the Jews. Yes. As God, he could promise salvation to the penitent thief on the cross. Granting him forgiveness and assurance that he would be with him. That very day in paradise. And Lord, remember me. When thou comest into thy kingdom. You know what he says? Wait. Maybe next time. Maybe next trip. But he says today. Thou shalt be with me. Yes, thou shalt be with me in paradise. As God in human flesh. He was fully innocent of all the wrong accusations against him. He is in Paul's words. Borrowing from the Apostle Paul's words in Titus 2 verse 13. You can look at the cross and say, He is our great God and Savior. Amen. People despise Him. People put Him on a, a, a belittle Him. They put Him on the a second degree as far as deity is concerned. He is God, but He's next to the real God. No, my friend, He's a small God. He's insignificant God. He's mighty, but He's not almighty. I want you to know that the Bible, my Bible says that I can look at the cross and say, and I can look at the cross and proclaim that He is my great God and Savior. Anyone who denies either the full humanity or the full deity of the Lord Jesus Christ has denied the very essence of Christian faith. Number two, Jesus is innocent and righteous. He was innocent and righteous, yet he bore our sins. Throughout the, his, the story of Christ's trial and crucifixion, Luke repeatedly affirms his innocence. 
three times as I have said, Pilate proclaims, he's not guilty. I find in him no fault at all. The thief on the cross says he had done nothing amiss, nothing wrong. The centurion affirms it, true, this is the righteous man. Jesus Christ is the righteous one. He is our advocate with the Father, who is the propitiation for our sins. In 1 John 2, verse 1 and 2, Christ could not have been the Savior of others if he had sins of his own. He could not have been an acceptable lamb for the sacrifice, for the sins of others. But by his offering of himself, Jesus abolished that old sacrificial system symbolized by the tearing of the veil in the temple. And it started from top to the bottom, meaning God, the righteous God, was reconciled. The righteous God who had been wronged by man was fully appeased by the offering of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Those sacrifices in the Old Testament could not permanently cleanse the worshippers. Hebrews 10 verse 1 to 4. By Jesus, by the offering of himself, once for all, thank God, once for all paid the price for our sins. Hebrews 10 verse 10 to 14. Number three, Jesus was rich because I have no more time. Yet he became poor that we might be rich in him. Number four, Jesus was full of mercy. He was full of love and forgiveness, yet he is the judge of all. Number five, Jesus is the crucified one. When he was crucified, he had no single follower. He had no single, a single soldier to help him. Yes, he was crucified helplessly. Yet he is the king of all. He is the king of the Jews and the king of the Americans, the king of the Koreans, the king of the Indians, the king of all Filipinos. Jesus is the Lord of all and the king of kings. I close this message with an illustration that I would like to share with you, a story. John Gordon was a respected general during the American Civil War. After the war, he was, John Gordon was running for U.S. Senate. But a man who served under him in the war was angry over some political incident was determined to see him defeated. During the convention, he angrily stamped down the aisle with his anti-Gordon boat in his hand. As he saw Gordon sitting in the platform, he noticed how his once handsome face was disfigured with the scars of battle. Overcame with emotions, he exclaimed, It's no use. I can't do it. Here's my boat for John Gordon. Here's my boat for John Gordon. Then turning to the general, he said, Forgive me, general. I had forgotten 
the scars. I had forgotten the scars. I end this story, this message with that story and say, if your love for the Lord has grown cold, go back to the cross and remember the scars. Remember the shame. All the shame. All the pain. All the rejection. He endured. All of those were meant for you. You were supposed to be the one to endure it. You were supposed to be the one to be crucified. But he took it. If your love for the Lord has grown cold. Go back to the cross and remember the scars. Not just the physical scars, but scars of God's wrath that Jesus bore in your place. Let his amazing love turn your heart from sin and give you more devotion to serve him. If you have never accepted the Son of God, Jesus, remember he did everything for you. He died for you. He endured everything for you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That's the reason. So that you will not go to hell. He took everything that you might be saved. Open your heart to him. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Call upon Jesus right now and say, Lord Jesus, Thank you for dying. Thank you for taking my place on the cross. I see the scars. I see the pain. I can see the agony you endured in my behalf. I love you, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins and come to you for forgiveness. By faith, I receive you into my heart. God's people, recall everything he did for you. And he deserves your love and devotion. Your love and devotion. Sir Greg will give the invitation. Would you please stand? I pray for the message. Heavenly Father, thank you for your great love. Thank you for sending your son to endure the suffering in our behalf. To completely settle our sin death. Lord God, I pray that those who hear the word of God today will be enlightened by the Holy Spirit of God. Will be touched and convicted by the Holy Spirit of God to be saved. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Sir Greg, please. If you are here this morning and if you are there with us and you haven't been saved, meaning to say you do not know where your soul goes, when you live in this world, the word of God had been preached. Just like the man on the cross, he realized and recognized himself as a sinner. And call upon God. Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He called God. And he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest to thy kingdom. He recognized that the Lord Jesus Christ was Lord and Savior. Remember me. This Humbleness and humility when thou comest to the kingdom. And the Lord Jesus Christ did not look at his religion, at even his baptism, 
and good works. He was a criminal and bound to be hung on the cross. But the Lord Jesus Christ looked at his heart and said, Today, not tomorrow, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And that criminal is in heaven right now. You can do the same. Acknowledge that you are a sinner and is a Savior, and that Savior is no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father but by me. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. Come back to God. Come back to God, and he will save your soul right now. Today is your salvation day. Think about it for a while. We'll be singing an invitation song, only two verses due to time constraint. And I hope, my friend, you will listen to God. You will make that decision right now. What song are we going to sing, Brother Mark? Sing the song, Just As I Am. Just As I Am. Remember two verses. We're going to end the invitation. Hope and pray that you will listen to God. Let's start verse 1, please. Go ahead. Be saved, my friend. God is giving you a great opportunity. Today is the day that you will never forget. God has preached His Word, the Word that coming from the very mouth of God. Be saved today. He assured you, assured us, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But as many as receive Him, give He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Come back to God. Repent. Turn around from sin to God. And God will save your soul right now. Right now. Let's proceed to the second verse. My brothers and sisters, we need to pray one another. We need to pray for the 64th year of our existence. Despite with the pandemic, we need to pray to God that while we are still alive, we need to do things for God. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Let's pray for our missionaries, our pastors. They're struggling in terms of doing the service that people might be saved. Every single soul is so precious to God. Let's pray for them. Let's pray for our family circus. Let's pray for God's provision, health, and finances. And all the people say, Amen. So praise God for the feeding of our souls. And we thank God also for the provision in terms of uh, technology so that others who cannot come for whatever reasons will be able to listen, to hear uh, the good news of salvation and also encouraging us Christians. Close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let's pray. Heavenly Father and loving God, thank you so much for the preaching of your word today about the cross upon which the Lord Jesus Christ died. Thank you for reminding us how terrible sin had done in our lives before we got saved. Thank you for reminding us the cross, showing the painful judgment of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are supposed to die because of our sins, but the Lord Jesus Christ had done it in our behalf. Help us, Lord, to be able to share the gospel to others, those who are still in the dark, especially our families, family circle. Thank you for reminding us what Christ had done in the cross. For the Bible says, for the preaching of the cross to them that perish foolishness. 
But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Help us, Lord, that this power of God will be implemented in our lives. Help us, Lord, to always remember that the only Savior is the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for saving our souls in spite that we are uh, unworthy. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for your love that we cannot measure and fathom. Thank you for everything that you have done in our lives. As we are about to go, bless your people, O God, and bring us back in the house of God. Connect us to where we are in terms of our live streaming. Thank you for everything and all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, may God bless us all.